here's your host, Alex Garrett. And welcome inside to another edition of Alex Garrett Podcasting. Did not do anything on Saturday. Uh, but anyway, here we are. And um, I just have this message right now for small business owners. We, we are standing with you. We're standing next to you as restrictions have come down once again. By the way, Alex G in NYC. Net. I'm going live because I feel like there's just so much to talk about and I'm, I'm willing to take your chat inbox as well and, and we could have a conversation there. But look, um, I stopped by my local business, dined there, and of course before the restrictions for indoor ran out or started again tomorrow because I think we need to show them we support them. We need to show them we support Local business. Because without them, a part of a fabric of society anyway, goes, you know why? Because these are the people that are rolling up their sleeve every day. And you can start to see, yes, there's a bit of sadness on their faces as they go to work, not sure what tomorrow brings, but very hopeful. And so I say to be hopeful here, we must pray for hope for and even give to your local business that you want to see thrive through this. Look, lockdown part one, there's there's a reason why businesses that survived did survive part one of this lockdown because of their resilience, their fortitude, their will to survive whatever they can. And now everybody says, well, you can't do it again. This will really ruin it. For some, I think might be sadly the case but for the most of them I want to give you a picture outdoor eating in the middle of December is not ideal do not get me wrong but you know what's amazing is I've seen these tents I've still seen um, these business owners do it give it their all to survive even the worst moments of this pandemic and I believe they can do it again. And I do believe that, yes, you can hold Cuomo accountable. But we've got to shift that away to channeling our concerns about what Cuomo does, because he's going to do what he does. You can't control that. Turn it into, hey, what can I do to support the small business, no matter what government does? How can I truly step into the small business world and help them, no matter what restrictions are put on them? Because if we change the conversation we can change the outcome of this whole thing. If we change our focus to instead of bashing Cuomo every second, while well, he has a birthday bash, which is ridiculous, but instead of bashing him every second or worrying about what he's doing, literally show your support for the small business. Focus your energy there, and that will turn things around. Because the moment we focus on each other is the moment everything else will help each other out. So that's why I say I have hope today that we can still back each other and still bring each other out of these restrictions bigger and better. Now, I want to clarify one thing I said a couple of days ago. I said 50% of Americans who are worried about the vaccine should get their antibody first. I thought I had also said that, you know, if that doesn't work to get the vaccine, I think that should be encouraged, not mandated. So let me rephrase that. The 50% who are afraid to take this vaccine, fine, get your antibodies. Then if the antibodies show either you had it or don't have the antibodies, 
you had it or they're gone or whatever, then yes, I would encourage you to get the vaccine. I wouldn't say mandate it, but I'd say yes, get the vaccine uh, because it, it really could help. And these distributions are happening as of tomorrow, Manhattan again, tomorrow morning. It's a big deal. Newark, New Jersey, out of Newark today, or Trenton, I guess you want to say, Governor Murphy saying those vaccines are going to start Tuesday. And again, you cannot mandate that. I don't think a mandate works. But uh, I don't think you can force people to get it, especially if they have allergies and are concerned about this. But I think encouraging them to get it, not mandating them, is the way to go. But with everything going on, I found a very inspirational Bible passage today from Isaiah chapter 61 4 through 7 or uh, verse 4 they shall build up the ancient ruins those who mourned but believe in God shall build up the ancient ruins shall raise up the former devastations shall repair the ruined cities and the devastations of many generations we might be mourning right now, but we can turn that mourning into rebuilding. Thanks be to God is how I read that. Repair the ruined cities. That's what we must do. It is sad to walk down, and I'm going to mention why I'm talking about Scotty Pollock in a minute. Great kid. Passed away at age 17 at the Henry Viscardi School. I'll get into a couple stories. I have him passed away 15 years ago today. Time is flying. Um, and we miss him to this day. But. It gives me hope to hear that our ruined cities biblically were repaired. I think these cities that are empty right now can be repaired. It is the will of us. Those who are mourning the restrictions. Those who are mourning being locked down, can again turn that mourning into rep repair. And the moment we work on that is the moment we will see a turnaround happen where tents will not be needed, but that indoor dining spaced out if that need be, socially distanced as I've seen restaurants do block after block in an empty city. We can rebuild the city again. We can rebuild the historic cities of our country. Chicago, L.A., New York City. We just cannot keep mourning over the restrictions and say, okay, these are happening. But we can repair the businesses who have lost it by helping them, by standing by them. And yes, if they decide to sue, support the lawsuit against government. Support that lawsuit. As I've said, Supreme Court is is saying this is not, uh, you know, this election lawsuit's not good, not uh, conclusive enough to take it up. Fine, but you know what? You send, and I agree with them on that. But you send one or two cases of small businesses being impacted. That goes a long way in a Supreme Court that has some common sense thinkers on it. All right, so we can get through this one at a time, day by day. We will and can get through this. There is a brighter future, and there are still bright lights in New York City, I remind you. 
Rockefeller Center has the tree. Uh, Washington Square Park, an amazing tree. Lights are shining, and we can shine, we can highlight that shine, and also shine a light and make small businesses shine through this dark period of time. So let's repair the ruined cities because while we are mourning, we know he is with us. And I have said at least to two restaurant bar owners in a whole in the entire day so far, two of them that I saw, praying for you. And now we can do more than just pray. We can truly help out. And that's right what I, I'm hoping can happen for our small businesses across our country today and across our city and state. So let's get behind the small business owners. It's As I've said before and as I have friends who have come on and said it, small business doesn't just have to be honored on Small Business Saturday. It's small business every day. Capitalism in the community, friends, the people. Simple as that. Capitalism in the community. Speaking of community, today marks the 15th year of a very, very tragic time in our Viscardi School community. Today is the anniversary of the passing of Scotty Pollock. You might have known the name from Massapequa. You might know the name from the Henry Viscardi School from the Games for Physically Challenged. You might have actually known him and to be around him during... Those years was special. During those years, he was the captain of the basketball team, wheelchair basketball team. He was really the captain of the school. He he was our anchor. Great kid. You know, everybody talks, and, and rightfully so, how he dribbled a basketball and shot a basketball into a hoop with no arms, just his two legs. And he unfortunately passed away at age 17 of a brain aneurysm, brain aneurysm 15 years ago. But, however, his spirit lives on thanks to Joe Salonica and the Viscardi basketball team who honor the Scotty Pollock, who honor Scotty with the Scotty Pollock Sportsmanship Award. And it's awarded every year. This year it couldn't be because of the COVID. Every year at halftime of the wheelchair basketball tournament in December. And hopefully we get back to that in 2021. But I want to play a little bit of what his coach, Joe Salonica, said about him in a prior interview that we had done over the summer when things were in lockdown. Yeah, Scotty was Scotty was something special. You know, he he really blossomed. When he came to school and was introduced to wheelchair basketball, that is, that's what had happened for me. You know, just, it's a simple game, basketball, Mm -hmm. but it can do, it can open up an entire world, right? And here's a kid, like you said, he was born without any arms, right? He dribbled, he was in a power chair, right? He drove his power chair with one foot and he dribbled with the other. Mm -hmm. We had specific plays with him where, you know, we had, we created a wheelchair basketball alley-oop. That's amazing. 
you know, the first of its kind, and it worked every time, all right, because the defense was on him trying to get the ball. He would just flip it up to one of his teammates, shoot at the four-foot hoop. It was phenomenal. And even his shot, you know, he'd sit at the top of the key, and nobody can beat him. He also pushed his players to play hard like you do, right? I mean, he pushed his guys to work with him on the court. Yeah, I mean, he was he was the ultimate captain. You know, he he will forever be the ultimate mm. captain. You know, he he when he was on the court, he was the general. Everybody listened to him. You know, I I know when we were playing ball, all right, all I had to do was just watch Scotty. Right. Do what Scotty says, right? He's and that was general, right? And he always put the kids in the right spot. Joe, we were also, in that time, we were dealing with people that would jump out of their wheelchair basketball chairs to try and make a hoop, but he was not like that. He played by the rules, and that was also admirable. Absolutely, absolutely. He he played this game pure, just like Michael Jordan. Absolutely. He played this game pure. He didn't want to taint it. He didn't want to take advantage of it. He knew what basketball gave him, and he wanted to give back to basketball. And I know we do the Scotty Pollock, you know, award every sportsmanship tournament and you just go to pieces and, and there's no you know question why, right? I mean, there's no question why that no, happened. No yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's the poor kid. He passed away, what? Uh, 10, like 13 years 15, ago now, I think. 15 or, years 15 ago. 15 years ago, yeah, yeah. 15 years ago, right? 15 years ago, he passed away. This December. Yeah. And like you said, we give the award every year. And it, it tears me up. I wonder, like, what do you look for? It, it, no one can be Scotty, but how does that measure? Nobody up? can be, right. Nobody can be Scotty. You can't replace a Scotty, but you can have the traits and the qualities, mm-hmm. right? I, and that's what we look for. Somebody that is a team player. Somebody that is, you know, mm-hmm. is a captain. Is somebody that... You know, not, it's not even just on the court, but off the court. Scotty was all over the yeah. place. He had a lot of friends. He was involved in everything. He did everything. So he was a well-rounded person, right? He was a well-rounded player. Um, so that's what we look for, you know, yep. in, in giving the award. That reminds me of my next point. You know, I, don't, I think you were at that hockey game, but Dean – hit the puck, the wiffle ball, and it hit Scotty in the nose. He started bleeding, and he kept playing on. I was like, this is the guy that Scotty Pollock is. Yeah, he can hit I, anywhere and keep playing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I remember on the basketball court, he got hit in the face with a basketball, right? His teeth started bleeding. But yet, you know what? He kept playing. Yes, he the did. The day, you know, the weekend that he passed away, we had a tournament. He came to me and said, you know what, Coach? I have a headache. I said, okay, what do you want to do? He goes, I want to play. I was like, okay, great. You know? So Joe, did he look to you like Jordan looked to Jackson? Like, did he still look for you at that mentorship level? Yes, absolutely. We had a great relationship, uh, great friends. Um, you know, he he wanted to be more. He wanted, mm-hmm. you know, that next step. He was never happy with where he was at. He wanted to see how far he could push on him mm-hmm. It was a uh, quite a remarkable run and and story with him. Yeah, he but, was he, he was one of the first kids to ever take 
the baskets that we have, the two and the four foot basket, okay. and have his family make it at home so he can practice at home. Because one day a week practice and playing on the weekends wasn't good enough for him. Mm-hmm. He wanted to play all the time. And thanks again, Joe, for joining me. I hope to have you back on soon. But, uh, you know, Scotty left an impact, made an impact, left his mark on our whole school. And it's weird because I saw a picture of him looking over at my buddy Matt Limblad and I, oh, from elementary school. And I thought that was his precious life, looking after everybody. And so I believe today he's looking over us each and every day. From heaven above. But we miss you, Scotty. Miss you terribly, actually. And it just, this whole year, also this, this tragedy itself shows that life is is precious in and of itself. So love on your family. Love the people around you. Enjoy your time. And repair the ruined parts through healing, through talking it out, and through repair. You know, just through repair in general. Repairing relationships, repairing friendships, repairing things before it's too late. Now, I get it. Some might not be be beyond – some things might be beyond repair. But the things that you really feel like you don't want to lose or don't want to lose sight of or lose a grip on, then nurture those things. Grow it again. Grow the repair. It's to me every day what Scott would want my friends and I to do. But I've got one cool, really cool story from Scotty Pollock's world. So as I said, he he dribbled a basketball, he shot at a hoop, was an ace on the court, was the leader on the court, but he also loved other sports. He would play baseball, he would play hockey, he played football. One time in recess, in hockey, one of our uh, bus drivers, TAs, launched, I mean launched, this little wiffle ball, it was adaptive hockey. And it hit Scotty in the nose. Decked him in the nose. But you know what he did? (laughs) Bloody nose and all, he kept playing. He plugged up his nose. It's very cool. He plugged up his nose and kept playing. That is who Scotty Pollock was. And he truly embodied failure is not an option. He adapted to his circumstances. His whole family did. And he was a wonder to behold, as they say. And so, HVS Basketball, HVS, I know you are mourning today every year, like every year since 2005. But know his spirit is with us. Know his life's accomplishments are to remember. And the goodness of him, we remember always. And tomorrow I'm going to get into something else that feels empty. 
You know, it is true. There's an emptiness that is around this time. Oh, look at the beautiful sunset right now in New York City. Oh, my gosh. In Queens, it looks amazing. Purple sky <laughs> as the sun sets. Cloudy. Looks like snow is going to be on the way. But it's beautiful. But there is emptiness um, this time of year. And actually, that emptiness starts on November 3rd or November 4th, Election Day. I've got to do a deep dive into this. But have you ever gone to your ballot and noticed one assembly person running for that assembly seat? I don't know. Every year in my district, it seems uncontested. How about you? So the next couple of days, I really want to dive into this because I think to save New York City, to repair the ruined city, is to heal the emptiness. And what do I mean by that? Empty ballot choices, down ballot, should not be happening. What I mean is, if you see an empty ballot with only one assemblyman, uncontested every single term you time to vote you be upset too so let's make these contests contests let's shake it up in New York State's assembly or other state legislatures across the country because part of the empty streets the emptiness in New York right now I think has to lead with emptiness on the ballot that by not contesting a not even term limited assemblyman or assemblywoman, you just cont- and now there's an orange hue in the sky. I love this right now. You just continue the pattern of legislation as po- legislature as usual. Well, I think legislature as usual has gotten us to this point where once again we're facing restrictions and very little help for small business. So. If you don't want legislature as usual in your state, in your city, then you've got to say, hey, I'll run for assembly or encourage the party that you're affiliated with to put someone else up against the incumbent. I don't know, and maybe I shouldn't throw a shout out, but I would say Republicans right now are, are very concerned at contesting this election. But what if they put up a contest in these assembly seats so that we can have a switch in power, that it's not all one party rule in New York State specifically? Think about that. I'm hoping to have David Bressley, who was a former assembly candidate. He has some ideas on how to fix that, I hope. And as as someone who ran, I'm sure his reasoning was the same. Why aren't these races contested? So the emptiness that you're feeling right now because of a city in lockdown, because of the loss of Scotty Pollock, we can repair that emptiness. We can repair the ruined parts of all of our lives by trusting in him and by taking action in the Lord's you know, path, on the path he has for you. And we can do this. We can turn the ship around. And we can truly repair and not sit, you know, sit by.
while disrepair continues. America's made amendments to its existence almost every year. Now is not the time to say we can't repair this. Now is the time to say we can once again do a recourse for America. And the emptiness can be filled with people again here in the holiday season. Just going to be up to us. I think he's calling on us to do something. So let's do it. I'm Alex Garrett. Alex G in NYC.net. Alex G in NYC.net. Scotty, we miss you. We know that you are in our hearts every day. That your void is well noticed. But that your spirit is with us too. Love you, brother. And I love all of you out there. Keep trucking this holiday season. I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you soon.